Canada and hockey fans in the United States and Newfoundland. It's behind the Maple Leaf net, Detroit crowding them. Back to Paul at the blue line, he fakes a shot, throws one in front, and Kennedy intercepted and shoots it away. If you like, you can support the podcast for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash Canada EHX. First, on every single tier, you get completely ad-free episodes. And you get a say in what topics I cover on my podcasts. You can also donate to the podcast by going to CanadaEHX.com and clicking donate. Or you can go to buymeacupofcoffee slash Craig U. All of these links are also in my show notes. And for people who donate, I have various levels of benefits. For $5, you get a thank you at the start of the next episode of Canadian History X, Canada's Great War, and from John to Justin, and on social media. For $10, you get everything from the $5, plus this episode is sponsored by, with your name at the start. Also, I'll state it's sponsored by you on social media. For $20, everything from the $5 and $10, plus a second episode sponsored by you, and promotion of something you're working on. And for $50, everything from the $5, $10, and $20 plus, you get to choose a topic for me to cover on Canadian History X. If you like, you can email me at craig at canadaehx.com. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D. And I'm on Instagram and TikTok where I put up daily videos about Canada's history. Just go to my username, Bairdo37. And you can find weekly videos on Canada's history on my YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com slash c slash Canadian History X. If you want to find transcripts of every episode I've ever done, you can go to my website, canadaehx.com. And there's over 700 posts on Canada's history there. Before we start, I want to say thank you to the three newest patrons who signed on this past week. Tom L., Elizabeth B., and Christy. When we think of the All-Star Game now, we think of the best players in the NHL coming together for some round robin play with a skills competition mixed in. The history of the All-Star Game is also a long one, dating back to the first official All-Star Game on October 13, 1947 at Maple Leaf Gardens. But this wasn't the first true All-Star Game in NHL history, though. There was the game to benefit the family of Howie Morenz, who broke his leg in a game and died on March 8, 1937. Then there was the famous Ace Bailey game, played to benefit the player who had suffered a serious head injury on December 12, 1933. Usually, the first All-Star game is cited as the Ace Bailey benefit game, but that's not the first All-Star game. It is the first in NHL history, but not the first in hockey history. For that, and for the topic of this episode, we have to go back to before the NHL even existed, to the 1907-08 ECAHA season when the Hod Stewart benefit All-Star game was played on January 2nd, 1908. To begin with, we first need to look at who exactly Hod Stewart was. Hod Stewart was born on February 20th, 1879 and was a star athlete, playing for the Ottawa Roughriders football team, but rarely excelling on the ice where he became one of the top players in the early history of hockey in Canada. Stewart began his career with the Ottawa Hockey Club of the CAHL in 1898-99, remaining with the team for two years before moving over to the Quebec Bulldogs for two seasons. He would then spend three seasons in the IPHL with the Calumet Miners and Pittsburgh Professionals. An advocate for increased pay for players, he would negotiate a salary of $1,800 when he played for Calumet and Pittsburgh. 
His career with Pittsburgh and Calumet was a bit of an odd one. He played one season for Calumet and was suspended from the league after teams complained he won too many championships. He would be reinstated two weeks later and played for the Pittsburgh Professionals. He then joined Calumet for one game to try and win another league championship, and he then went back to the Pittsburgh Professionals for four games. Then, he was released from the team over kind of an odd occurrence. Pittsburgh refused to play a game in December 1906 because they claimed they did not like the choice of referee. Pittsburgh's management blamed Stewart for this, and he was released from the team. During his three seasons in the league, Stewart had 30 goals and 3 assists in 47 games, and was routinely rated as the best defenseman in the league. A clean player, known for his ability to keep his cool on the ice even as the players played dirty around him, he became increasingly frustrated with the violence on the ice of the IPHL, and he decided to move over to the Montreal Wanderers in 1906-07, now that he was released from the team. The Montreal Star reported on December 14, 1906, quote, Two weeks ago, the Star announced that Hod Stewart, the greatest hockey player in the world, was going to play for the Wanderers. Today, the Star is in a position to again make the assertion on the authority of Hod Stewart himself, who writes from Pittsburgh, I can get more money here, but I'm coming to the Wanderers. End quote. One can associate the residential school system with tuberculosis and tuberculosis with the residential school system. We had indigenous parents, communities, students, church employees, teachers, and individuals who are part of Indian affairs like Dr. Peter Henderson Price giving their critiques in their own time. People hid when the tuberculosis screening came to their communities because they knew that the result of getting screened was that they, they could be taken away. I believe a lot of people were used, government officials who just thought they were doing the right thing. They were doing what they were told. First Nations, Métis and Inuit peoples are already told our story. It's now time to tell the other side of the story. We need to take a serious look at the parts of the system from the past that we may be replicating today. I'm Maya Foster Sanchez, and this is the story of a national crime. Coming this fall, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. On December 27, 1906, he played his first Stanley Cup game, and on December 29th, he won his first Stanley Cup. The violence continued on the ice in the ECAHA for Stewart, who was hit in the head by a stick from Alf Smith on January 12, 1907. Stewart stayed composed and was commended for not retaliating. Stewart remained with the team for the rest of the season and was part of the Stanley Cup challenge that saw the Wanderers lose to the Kenora Thistle. Stewart and the Wanderers won back the cup about two months later, making Stewart a Stanley Cup champion once again. After the championship, Stewart decided to quit hockey and worked with his father in construction, he was routinely offered contracts to manage teams or to play again. One team in Peterborough offered what amounted to a railroad president's salary for Stewart to join the team. Then, on June 23, 1907, Stewart was swimming near Belleville with friends when he swam to a nearby lighthouse and climbed onto a platform. He then dived headfirst into the water, hitting his head on a rock, gashing his head and breaking his neck. He was killed instantly. The Ottawa Journal reported, quote, Reaching the building, he climbed up on the steps and then sprang from the railing. He alighted on his head on a pile of rocks three feet beneath the surface and never came up. His companions did not see him dive, but heard the splash and thinking he was swimming under the water paid no attention for some time. End quote. It was nearly half an hour before his body was found at the bottom of the water. The Ottawa Journal continues, quote, 
The deceased had so impressed with his personality on all with whom he came in contact that he was universally respected and the family enjoyed the respect and confidence of the citizens generally. End quote. Lester Patrick, his teammate with the Wanderers, would say in 1936, quote, I was walking uptown crossing Dominion Square when I met somebody. I've forgotten who it was. But he stopped me and said, Did you hear the news? I said, What news? He told me Hod Stewart was dead. I couldn't believe it. Hod had been like an elder brother to me. We were more than friends. He had taught me a lot about hockey and a lot about life. He had helped me to keep straight. I could hardly have been more deeply affected had a member of my own family been so suddenly taken. It broke me all up. End quote. The day of his funeral, his wife received a letter from him, sent the day before he died, telling her to bring the family to Belleville, where he had secured a home. Over the course of his hockey career, Stewart had 53 goals and 11 assists in 93 games. He was generally considered one of the best, if not the best, hockey player of the first decade of the 1900s. And this brings us to the first All-Star game. To raise money for Stewart's widow and two children, the ECAHA decided to hold the first All-Star game ever played in any sport. The Hod Stewart Memorial Game was held on January 2, 1908, with 3,800 fans attending. The tickets sold out days in advance, and the Westmount Arena owners agreed to host the event with no charge to ensure all the money went to the family. The Montreal Gazette reported, quote, There was a good deal of uncertainty yesterday as to the makeup of the all-star team that will face the Wanderers in the Hod Stewart Memorial match tonight, end quote. Many people from Ottawa would journey to Montreal to see the game, having been fans of Stewart, who was often found in their community. The game featured the Montreal Wanderers playing against the top players of the other teams in the ECAJ. Fans were able to mail in choices for who they wanted to be on the All-Star team. On the Wanderers, there was Riley Hearn, Art Ross, Walter Smale, Frank Glass, Ernie Russell, Cecil Blashford, and Ernie Johnson. Of those players, Hearn, Ross, Russell, and Johnson would wind up in the Hockey Hall of Fame. On the All-Stars, there was Percy Lesueur, Rod Kennedy, Frank Patrick, Joe Power, Grover Sargent, Ed Hogan, and Jack Marshall. On that team, Lesueur, Patrick, and Marshall wound up in the Hockey Hall of Fame. The Wanderers, who were used to playing together, dominated the game to start against the All-Stars, who needed to find their footing with their new teammates. The Wanderers led 7-1 after the first half of the game. The Montreal Gazette wrote, quote, In the first half, it was all Wanderers. The Stars had not found their feet, suffering, just as might be expected, of a seven that had never played together before, from a lack of familiarity with one another's style of play, end quote. The All-Stars would battle back, losing 10-7 to the Wanderers. The Ottawa Journal would report, quote, The second half seemed a little bit more exciting than the beginning. Patrick and Kennedy changed about in the position of point and cover point, and the All-Star men worked harder than in the first half, end quote. Overall, the entire affair was highly successful and a great event to remember a legendary player. The Manitoba Morning Free Press reported, quote, The arena was packed to its fullest capacity tonight when the Wanderers defeated the all-star team of the ECHA by 10-7. That game, although nominally a friendly one, bore all the marks of a cup contest, but it was clean throughout only two players being penalized, end quote. The Montreal Gazette wrote, quote, the wholehearted spirit with which the clubs, the rink, the players, and the general public entered into the proposal for a memorial match for the family of the great cover point formed a splendid tribute to the esteem in which he was held on all sides. End quote. In all, the game raised $2,100 for the family of Stewart, amounting to about $75,000 today. It would be nearly three decades before another all-star game was played, this time to benefit Ace Bailey. As for Hod Stewart... In 1945, he was one of the first nine players to be inducted into the new Hockey Hall of Fame.
I hope you enjoyed that episode and my look at the first ever All-Star Game. Next week, we're looking at the legend himself, Howie Morenz. If you like, you can email me at craig at canadaehx.com. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D, and I'm on Instagram at Bairdo37. As well, again, if you want to support the podcast, you can for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash canadaehx. And you can donate to the podcast by going to canadaehx.com and clicking donate. And I also want to thank all of my wonderful patrons. And I apologize if I get any names incorrect. Martin Strache, Sarah White, Tom McMillan, Mike Sullivan, Wendy Mills, Keelan Prignitz, Michael Matthews, Joanna Parker, Jeff Dahl, Vobbs, Robert Page, Richard T., Colin Johnson, Jeff Hershey, Kyle Murray, Steve Pakin, Matthew Gartho, Lionel Romaine, Dr. Bob Turner, Randy Hayden, Doug Campbell, Reg W., Deborah Carlson, Francis Helbling, Nixon Ree, Shannon Marshall, Clinton Martinez, Dimitri Chauve, Aaron O'Hara Myers, Robert Dunseith, Todd Casey, Catherine Roy, Luke S., J.P. Bear, Jason Hall, Phil Maynard, and Iris Gray. Information from McLean's Hockey Hall of Fame, Ottawa Journal, Wikipedia, Ottawa Citizen, Montreal Star, Montreal Gazette, and the Manitoba Morning Free Press. Thanks, and we'll see you again next time.